Hi, I'm Adam Colesaw, and you're listening to Late Night Limelight, the podcast all about everything musical theater. Hey, everybody. Hope you're all having a fantastic time today. Um, welcome to the show. Today we have a very, very special guest, a very good friend of mine, uh, Mary Hernandez. And we're going to talk about Hamilton, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys all enjoy the first episode of my brand new podcast. Yeah, not including the SpongeBob bonus episode, but we put a lot of effort into making notes and everything and having ideas, but yeah, I just hope you guys all enjoy, and let's get right into the episode, shall we? Hey? Hello? 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 Hello, everybody. This is <laughs> the other two recordings that I've made. I'm Adam Morgan, and today I'm chatting with the lovely Mary Sophia Hernandez, or Sophia Hernandez, or whatever her name is. Hello. <laughs> we're ta- Do you want to talk about what we're talking about, or that that sounds Ooh, stupid? Sure. Today, everyone, we're going to be talking about the one, the only. Hamilton, the musical. Wait, wait, we're not talking about cats? Oh my god, no! I have to write some of these notes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, today we're talking about, uh, cats. Uh, Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) I was, okay. Um, yeah, we're talking about Hamilton. It's gonna be fantastic. It's fun. I love Hamilton. Uh, yeah. It's, okay. Hamilton has a negative stigma around it. Like yeah, everyone... I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, definitely. It's, man, I don't want to point fingers, but it's the boomers. It is the boomers and their hate for rap. It is well, the boomers. I see it more as, like, it's people that are just like, oh, everyone likes it, so it's not that good. But there's reasons that popular musicals are popular. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think, though, of course, there is, like, you know, a lot of stigma around, like, the hip-hop part of it, too, though. You know, like, a lot of people aren't open to, like, the lyrical, songy kind of sing-along aspect that a lot of traditional musicals have. And Hamilton is completely different from what, most people are used to seeing and listening to. Well, yeah, it combines modern with classic Broadway. Which you see more classic Broadway in songs like Dear Theodosia or... Yeah, you've got that nice even mix in Hamilton, but you still have that really uh, interesting kind of new sort of like rap that you haven't seen before. It's something that like, that's what makes Hamilton... Hamilton, it's why it's so innovative. Well, yeah, and it's a fantastic show, like, well, let's just start diving into some of the music before we move on. Oh, actually, before we do that, I want to do what I plan on doing with every guest. What got you into theater? Like, oh, theater, theater in general? Yeah. Gosh, that's... I don't know. I have a lot of friends that, like, are really into theater. So I'd say it's mostly my friends got me into doing theater. So I, I, 
I've always been interested in acting, but I never saw myself as being like an actor or getting into musicals or stuff like that. But, you know, there was, I have a lot of interest in it, actually, I guess. Okay. Um, if you had to pick a few musicals that are your favorite, what would they be? Oh, man. Um, you can name like a couple. You don't have to name just one. I'd have to say probably Hamilton, Mary Poppins, uh, Six, The Apple Tree, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Um, in your opinion, do you think shows like Hamilton should continue to be made? Shows that are involving new kinds of music that, like, help new people and new, like, different people with different kinds of tastes get into Broadway? Oh, most definitely. I think it's really, really important that music continues to evolve like this. I think Hamilton is just the first of many musicals to come that are going to have this really new sort of aspect of music coming in. Yeah. Um, If you had to name, like, a kind of show you don't like or a show you don't like. Oh, man. I don't know if I can if I can say it. There's a show that I dislike or don't like. I don't know. There's, I, I don't think I, there's any shows that, oh, wait, hold on. There, cat, I forgot cats exist. Oh, yeah, cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it's cats. And then, see, mm, people disagree with this. I don't care for six that much, though. Really? Okay. I don't know. I like it. Personally. I haven't taken time to listen to the entire thing. I've heard, of, like, two songs. I just, it feels less story-driven than most musicals I listen to, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I haven't listened to the entire soundtrack of Six, but for what I have listened to, I think it's, I think it's pretty good, but I, I respect your opinion. I respect your opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, I do have one more question before we dive into this. Do you think Hamilton's overrated? Absolutely not. I think it's spectacular, in my opinion. No. Okay. I believe it's overrated because it gets a lot of hype. Like, it's not as amazing as every theater kid tries to push it to be. I mean, that's true. I think it deserves a lot of the hype that it gets. It does. Like, it deserves the hype. Well, most of it. But then there's people that are like, I would sacrifice my kids for tickets. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Stuff like that takes takes it a bit too far. Yeah. I mean, even Lin-Manuel himself has said that it's somewhat overrated. Okay, what's your opinion on people saying, oh, you like Hamilton, like, that's your favorite musical, then you're not a real theater kid, or kids, like, you got into theater because of Hamilton? Because kids are getting into theater, or people are getting into theater because Hamilton introduces them into it, and they start to get into other shows. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the great things about Hamilton that, you know, because of it being so like influential, like it's introducing new types of music like rap. People who only listen to rap who are like, oh, I don't like musicals. Well, now they they hear Hamilton. They're like, oh, this is really cool. It's got rap in it. And it really introduces them to the world of uh, musicals and Broadway and stuff like that. And it gets people who might not necessarily have who would have been in theater uh, or in musicals, they get into this kind of stuff, and it 
you know, it brings in more fans. It brings in uh, a new generation of people who have a love and a passion for theater. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's get into the songs. Like, I have a couple more questions, but I'm going to spread them throughout. That way we can actually talk about the musical. Sure, bit. yeah, yeah, of course. It's, okay. So, let's talk about the opening number a bit. Um, personally, it's not my, okay. It's not my favorite song in the soundtrack. Like, yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with you there. It's a good, like way to pull people in but it's not compared to the rest of the soundtrack it's just i i don't know i like act two more than i do yeah i I agree with you there definitely i think that yeah i'd agree it's a really good attention grabber for a musical like in in an opening number it's a really great for an opening number but overall in the soundtrack it's not necessarily my favorite song but it is a great great opening number compared to other musicals opening numbers. Yeah, well, like, okay. There's this, and then there's Pippin, which I don't know if you've ever heard of Pippin, but, um... I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard of Pippin. Oh, man. It, ne- like, never, they have fantastic opening numbers. Even if, like, you're not introducing them to all the characters, but still giving them a feel of what it's going to be like and something that, like you said, is going to grab their attention... Mm-hmm. It's always fantastic. It's always a good time. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the song that introduces you to the antagonist of the musical, Burser. Yeah, you know, that also isn't exactly one of my favorite songs. I don't know. I've just never, it, it, I don't know, it just never jived with me. But I do think that that's a very important song, whether or whether or not I like it. Because, you know, it gives us an introduction to our two main characters of focus in the musical. Yeah. Pretty gosh darn important. Um, see, it's not one of my favorite songs in the musical. It's a great song. Fantastic song. But, um, it's one of the songs that, like, when I first started listening to the soundtrack, it was this. And... Um, I lost my train of thought. It was this and that would be enough, which is Eliza's like big song. Mm-hmm. Like one of her earlier ones, anyhow. Yeah. But yeah, so like this is something I got into. The rhyme scheme, like the consistent rhyme scheme throughout the song, it, it yeah, it's yeah. kind it has a kind of comedic effect. Yeah, I like I, I do like the rhyme scheme to it. Yeah. Which is something kind of important when you're writing <laughs> a rap musical. Yeah. Um, let's talk about My Shot, which is, like, the most overrated, if there isn't overrated. Definitely, yeah. I know for a fact that even before I really got into Hamilton, that that was the song. That was the song that everyone knew. Even if you weren't into Hamilton, you just knew that song. And even like, if, like, you didn't know Hamilton existed, if you were a theater kid, you knew all the words to My Shot. Exactly, like, I mean, that was basically the song that if you were if you're into Hamilton before you were into Hamilton, that was the first song basically that you, you know, learned. Yeah. It was basically the one that like got everyone into Hamilton. I do believe that it is 
the most overrated song in the musical, but it is, I, I think it's a good song. I think it's a good song. It's a good song. I mean, it's not one of my favorite songs. Like, I, I've been saying yeah. that about a lot of these. <laughs> I really love all the music in this. Let me make that clear. I love all the yes, music. It's absolutely. just not. Yeah. Okay, Um. let's talk about the story of tonight, which it happens a lot. <laughs> I, I like that song. It it wasn't it's one of my great. favorites at first. It's still not one of my favorites, but I like it. It's very, I don't know. It's very soft, I, very mellow. I like the reprise more. I like what it's trying to yes. sell, which is the sense of unity and how much they are an underdog. Yeah, that's that's what I like the most about that song, definitely. See, with the show overall, it kind of goes from someone who has nothing, becomes an underdog, wins the war, war. And then basically becomes a politician everyone hates. Like, the idea of a politician, like, they're just lying about everything. Except mm-hmm. he's honest. To yeah. a fault. Like, Hamilton is honest to a fault. Most people wouldn't have published the Reynolds pamphlet, but that's another <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about the Skyler sisters, which is... Oh, yes, yes. ...popular. <laughs> I love well, this one. Uh, we have some contradicting opinions on this one well about the oh, characters in this yeah. one all right um <laughs> see the skylar sisters is one of my favorite musical songs because of how well it plays into anything you can like my shot you can love this song without knowing anything else going on mm-hmm Beautiful harmonies, really. That's the best thing. Oh my god, the harmonies are amazing. And the one-off Peggy Styler, who becomes Mariah Reynolds. (laughs) Well, maybe we should talk about, um, you know, our differing opinion. I mean, personally... Uh, (laughs) (laughs) See, (sighs) I don't like Liza at all, and I'll go into this more later, but, like, I can't stand her character. I like She's... Eliza. I like Eliza. It's just, I feel like they cheated her character from what it could have been. I don't know. Okay, we'll I, talk I, about this I agree with you that. But yeah, we'll talk about that later when we get to the characters. Yeah. Uh, nonstop. It, Ooh, okay. Yes. The way it starts, it shows you how arrogant, arrogant Hamilton's becoming. Yes. He's like, I practiced the law. I practically perfected it. Like, he's he's just going on and on about how he's perfect, which I understand Bur- Burr's complaints in this video to an extent. You can definitely see by the end of Act 1 and going into the beginning of Act 2 that Hamilton's starting to become a little bit overconfident in himself. And I think that his overconfidence is one of the main things that eventually leads to his downfall. See, I, I, per- per- I personally... Think, okay, there's reason for his overconfidence. Like, it's not like it's unwarranted. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's reason for it. He's an amazing, talented author and all this. But I personally blame Washington because Washington could have shot this down so much earlier. That's true. Washington's just like, no, 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 Hamilton, me boy, you have to be careful about what you say. Okay, can I publish this thing that's basically dissing everyone except me? Yes, that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think I think he relied on Washington a little bit too much. 
my opinion. He cared about Washington's opinion in this musical. Like, you see Washington's becoming a father figure. Definitely, yeah. Because he didn't have one when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. There's an entire story. You want to look it up or just listen to the first song. It explains all of this. But I feel like Hamilton or Washington kind of cheated Hamilton on, like, how to act with others. Because... Like just, a father, you have to show some discipline. Now, he's obviously not his father, but Hamilton He tried to keep him, him out. But Washington knew the effect he had on Hamilton. Like, I'm sure he knew. Mm. And you see that in songs like One Last Time. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about this more when we get to Washington, because I have some ideas. Uh, let's talk about the first song of Act 2, What Did I Miss, yes. which is... Oh my god, my favorite song in the whole musical. Yes, yes, yes. I actually don't know, like... If this isn't, it's definitely tied for it. Oh man, I love this. The introduction of Jefferson. Oh, my favorite character. <laughs> Plus this song itself. And it shows you how phenomenal. arrogant Hamilton's becoming. Like, everyone's like... Thomas Jefferson, welcome, and then Hamilton's just like, Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton, like, it's just great, he's trying to make everything about himself, and it's funny, like, yeah, and it kind of shows that Jefferson's not an, okay, Burr is the antagonist, right, Mm -hmm, definitely, the great thing with this musical is that you can very very easily miss mess things up and think Hamilton's the antagonist because he kind of is. Yeah, I, I feel like the lines with the antag like the um, protagonist the antagonist lines in this are blurred if not yes, if not definitely. non-existent. I know there it's it's hard to determine which character is a protagonist or an antagonist. Philip and Lawrence. Very hard to determine. Philip and Lawrence are the protagonists. Yeah, definitely there are some characters who are for sure protagonists or antagonists, like King George, Philip, Lawrence. But like characters like Jefferson and Madison, Hamilton and Burr, it's it's kind of blurry, you know? Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that more when we get into characters like how each one fits in and how it works perfectly together. But let's talk about the ending song. Actually, oh, no, I want to talk about The World Was Wide Enough for a minute, which we didn't take notes on, but, like, I have some thoughts. It's the song where Burr shoots Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And it makes you, if you were unable to sympathize with Hamilton for whatever reason before this, this is when Hamilton's like, I- I'm ready to die. Everyone I love is dead except for Eliza. And, like, at the end of his monologue, he's like, I'll see you on the other side. And then just... It's it's a very hard song to listen to. It I know. Is. I it really gets me teary eyed and like. And you see Burr's side uh, of it, and somehow you sympathize with Burr. Yeah, you. I know. The first time I listen to it, I'm like, who do I feel more bad for, Hamilton or Burr? Because Burr didn't want to kill Hamilton. Mm. Let's move on I before I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> We can go over a couple of these. Oh, God, we didn't cover King George's songs. We'll have to do that, like, after. Anyhow. (laughs) Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Man, oh, man. First time I heard this song, I actually cried, which 
I know, me too. I am one of those people where I am. It's it's very hard to get me to cry. Yes, sort of performance because you're able. Like you're. I'm kind of able to distinguish between what's reality and what isn't. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds stupid, but I'm like, these are <laughs> actors. I know this isn't real, but this song, I'm just like, yeah. oh my freaking it's god! It's so moving. It's just. Oh my gosh, Eliza's part in it. It's it's really what gets me. This all is the only up, you know? okay. This is the only song besides that would be enough where I can appreciate Eliza. Okay, you know I have to disagree with you on that. But <laughs> okay, her main song "Helpless" is literally all about how powerless she is and how willing she is to do anything for Hamilton, which is not a good okay. relationship. I agree. She's a bit of a pushover, and she definitely... This song kind of breaks that. This and Burn. Yeah. But yeah. Burn, mm, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah. And it, it's weird, because this isn't, like, the typical emotional song. Yeah, I know. It's basically the conclusion to everything. It's wrapping everything up. And sure, like, the conclusion, you're finishing things, it might get emotional because it's the end of something but that's but not I mean, why i know exactly this is it's oh my gosh there's so many things that go into it just everything that has happened to hamilton up until that moment it's just so hard to put into words oh my gosh yeah, I don't so I much because it's all about like preppiness and not preppiness pep pep not prep um like it's all happy, and it's like, this is what we did. This is how we celebrated your life. And then it's talking about how everyone, like, finally understood the brilliance beside, behind what Hamilton was doing. I know. It's like, it wasn't until he was gone that they really started to appreciate him. Okay. For what he did. Yeah. Um, We could very easily spend, like, a good six hours talking <laughs> about this. Um, oh, yeah. That's not the goal today. Just this song alone. Yeah. Um, let's move on to characters. Let's talk about the main dude, Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like, as we were saying earlier, how, like, it's so hard to determine how to feel about anyone. Because, like, the lines are so blurred with him, especially, though, because, like, you don't know whether to, like, feel sorry for him. You know, he's an orphan. He He's had he's gone through so much in life. He's He's been in the Revolutionary War. He's lost so much. And then he goes and cheats on Eliza with Mariah Reynolds, and he does a lot of selfish, selfish things that make you think, gosh, should I feel sorry for him, or should I hate him? Yeah, um... Like, the affair... ...believes himself in the fact that he openly admitted it without anyone asking him to, which was also kind of a weird power play, I think. Yeah. Definitely, I think that the affair with Mariah Reynolds is the thing that gets most people fired up and angry with Hamilton because it's just not a smart move to make. Just don't cheat on your wife. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see where he's coming from with that, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But really, I think all all in all, Hamilton was a pretty smart person. He Definitely, while he was alive, he didn't get the credit he deserved. He got his name raked through the mud a lot. Some of it he deserved. Okay. Some of it I don't think he deserved. Yeah. A few years ago, they were discussing putting Pocahontas on one of the bills or 
a Native American. It was either Pocahontas or Sacagawea or someone. They were discussing putting them on one of the bills, but having to replace one of the founding fathers. And someone's like, we should just do Hamilton. Like, what's his purpose? But, like, Hamilton literally created money. I mean, you're, you're right about that. He's, like, the the treasurer and whatnot. He and wasn't he was... at all for anything he had done until what? Yeah. You know, he was the god of financials. He basically was the reason that, you know, America was able to have an up-and-running economy when it, you know, first became a nation. Yeah. Let's move on to the semi-antagonist of Act 1, King George. I mean, I think we can easily, without a doubt, say he is the, he is an antagonist. Like, there isn't really that much good about him. You know, he's, I would say, without a doubt, he is, he can be classified as a bad guy. Yeah, you know? they could have easily done the musical without having him as a character. Yeah. But, you know, personally, so much comedic value. To yes, exactly. You know, Hamilton is such a dramatic, very deep uh, musical, but, you know, with uh, King George's songs in there, I think it adds a little bit of comedy to it. It it gives you a laugh. Personally, uh, that's one of the uh, reasons I got into Hamilton. You know, his song, You'll Be Back. Oh, my gosh. That was one of my favorite songs. And he used to be my favorite character, you know. That was the first song I memorized personally. He's 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 a weirdo. He literally, but he's a weirdo that can make you laugh. Yeah, he like he makes you laugh because like he's just talking about like I could kill your friends and family just to remind you of my love, and just pulls out the da 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 da, da and then everyone's laughing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but like it, it's he, it just adds so much value to the musical, and Jonathan Groff is amazing as. Definitely. He's a phenomenal actor in general. Yeah. Let's talk about another phenomenal actor, David Diggs or Yes. 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 My okay. So for a while when I was in Hamilton, I just avoided Act Two for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I loved Act One. So I didn't even know anything about Jefferson. Jefferson's my favorite character. Gosh. You know, Man, okay, David Diggs just he does an incredible job from going from Lafayette to um <laughs> Jefferson. I just he's such a great actor. I mean, I can't believe it. He's amazing, and both characters are so lovable in their own way, too. Yes, like Lafayette, he you know, he's this funny French guy, you just love him. He's he's definitely one of the good guys. I'd call him, I'd call him a protagonist, you know. I mean, but Jefferson, Jefferson's my favorite character. Oh my gosh, he's definitely, I don't want to say he's a villain, but he's a bit of a villain. He's basically the villain of the Founding Fathers. Yes, yes. But he's so sassy and witty and like, you just gotta love him. And <laughs> Plus, his songs are great. He's one of the few characters that like hates on Hamilton, but like at and, yeah. Okay, we didn't talk about it, but the election of 1800. I love that song. Why didn't we talk about that one? I don't know why. Um, Let's talk about it right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, 
So basically, what I wanted to talk about is the fact that at the end of the song, everyone's like, Hamilton, it's your choice. Who you gonna choose? This guy you hate or this guy you kind of hate? Yeah, obviously, he's gonna pick the guy who he hates the most, right? (laughs) He did, though. Yeah. Okay, one thing about Hamilton, you can say whatever you want. He's selfish, arrogant. It's all true. Yes. But he's very belief-driven. Yes. And that's one of the things, when he chose, he chose Jefferson because Jefferson had beliefs. Earlier on, it shows that Ham- that Burr was just willing to change parties on a whim to run against his father just, just yeah. to get a power. It, yeah, just to gain power. Republican or what. Yeah, yeah. and definitely, yeah. I think that Hamilton really, from that point, held a grudge against Burr. Well, and I feel like that was really... I feel it was more Burr hated Hamilton. Like, Hamilton's like, dude, your vice president, just this choice was the only logical one he could make. True, true. I don't know. I think that Hamilton was kind of justified in making that kind of radical choice of choosing Jefferson over Burr. Because, you know, he was pissed off at Burr for winning against his father-in-law. But at the same time, you know, that's just where it all goes downhill, where he chooses Jefferson over Burr. And there's my obedient servant, which we also didn't cover. I don't know. I was, I've never been a big, big fan of that song. Not the song, but like what's happening in it and how it. Oh, yeah. Because it's a that's, very important. That's song. important to the plot. Important to the plot. You know, no, it kind of introduces Cause it's how. That important to the plot, but it's. Um, yeah, but let's continue our discussion on Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Best character ever, 10 out of 10. I think we've discussed everything we have, but, like, yeah, he is, uh, you can't have Hamilton without Jefferson. Like, you can't tell anything, you can't tell Hamilton's life story without including Jefferson. I mean, they were such, besides Hamilton and Burr's rivalry, I really think that the next most important rivalry like if you leave out Jefferson and Hamilton's rivalry there's just a lot that's going to be missing there because you know they really had a lot of disagreements with each other there's there's also one of the things I love is even though they always disagree there is a silent like respect yeah yeah I did notice that I did notice that it's always there like I don't know Let's move on, because, like, I don't want to spend the next 20 minutes just talking about uh, Eliza. Oh, my gosh, I love her. Definitely, I know we have differing opinions, but you were talking about earlier how you think, you know, she was kind of, like, pushed She's over. Push over. Her character didn't get, like, the development she deserved, and I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Okay. Everyone thinks, oh no, she got cheated on, which is tragic. I'm not going to downplay that. That was a very stupid thing Hamilton did. But you have to have more than one reason to respect a character. And I love Eliza, like, as a character, fantastic. But then they give her an arc. She starts out as a pushover. She's just in the middle of the Skylar sisters. The only one that stands out is Eliza. And she goes through this marriage with Hamilton. In which the song where she marries Hamilton is all about how, well, technically the song where she marries Hamilton is about how her sister was in love with Hamilton, but that, that no. Um, 
the song that basically embodies their entire relationship is Helpless, which is all about how she's basically a giant pushover. And I would agree with that, yeah. Then they give her this arc, which I really like, which is she gets cheated on. And she sings burn. She's like, they don't, no one has any right to know what happens between us. This this isn't, I'm not having my life publicized because of something stupid you did, which is fantastic. She's becoming her person. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Burn is a great song because it, it's that point where her character really begins to transform. Like, she's not going to take crap from anyone anymore, especially her husband. And, okay, there's that. And then there's Stay Alive, in which... Her son dies. That that's a hard one. That's a hard one. It is. And then you have her growth. You have her not wanting to even speak to Hamilton at this point. Yeah. And then you have it's quiet uptown, which is a fantastic song. Yes, I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. But after this song, she just completely forgives him for everything yeah that's that's kind of the thing i don't get about it kind of comes out that's the reason i don't like her because after this she just becomes plain old eliza back in the middle of the Skyler sister you know now that you mentioned i i have to agree with you on that part i never really looked at it like that before that's the one that's the only reason i don't like her character like besides that has an amazing arc and it just gets thrown away yeah i think her like her character development throughout Act One and the beginning of Act Two is it's it's really great, and I think it adds a lot of depth to the story to her character. I was always really confused by that how she could just go back to being, you know, Hamilton's regular old wife again. Like she just forgave him so easily, and I never got that. But you make a really you make a really good point. Yeah, it's. Let's talk about Burr, because I have something I kind of want to say at the end of this, and then we can kind of wrap up. But let's move on to Burr real. Or actually, we have Angelica, and then Washington and Burr. Yes. All right. Forgot about Burr. (laughs) Angelica. I love Angelica. Eliza's my favorite Skylar sister, but I love Angelica. I really think that she's a great role model to think about. Uh, She's a very strong, passionate woman. She knows what she wants. The thing about her, though, is that she's sometimes afraid to go after what she wants. See? Wait, are you saying that's the thing with Angelica or that's the thing with Eliza? Angelica. See, I see it differently. I see. Are you talking about, like, her not going after Hamilton? Yeah. I see that more so as her willing to sacrifice everything for those she loves. That's true. I also see it that way. That's why I love Angelica so much. Yeah. She's she basically the female Hamilton in this. Yeah, I know. She's, you know, as she says, she she matches wits with him. And she really is, like, the female Hamilton. She's a woman ahead of her time. She's intelligent. She's smart. She's funny. She Literally, fast. the only difference is Angelica, if you know anything about Angelica, she went from wealth a little bit to poverty and then back to wealth. Mm-hmm. Hamilton went from nothing, his cousin killing himself because he didn't want to be part of that. There's a lot of reasons for that, but like, and then Hamilton just becomes like, you know, those ads for video games where it's like 
your dad and your mom. And then it's just like your dad is like very slowly progressing and then your mom's just like tapping once and then gold's appearing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any clue what I'm talking about? Kind of. <laughs> Basically like ads for apps where it's like one person's way better than the other. Yeah, those, yeah. I Like that's what Hamilton did. Like, you got Burr, who's just over here very slowly progressing, and then you have Hamilton, who's just, like, (laughs) words come out of his mouth, and then gold just... Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's... But every time Angelica has part of a song, like, you know something's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. And Renee Elise Goldsberry, who originally played angelica it's just the perfect person to do that like i don't think it would have been nearly as good had anyone else done it oh yeah i'd have to agree she's a phenomenal singer she's a phenomenal actress i don't think the character would have been the same if it was playing played by someone else yeah um let's talk about washington really quick and then burr um Washington is one of my favorite characters in the show. Yes. He's like this god character. Like this <laughs> omniscient like this omniscient person who's there. Yeah. But yeah. doesn't really react to anything happening around him. Unless, you know, I, uh, unless it's to show favoritism towards Hamilton. Definitely. I think he's a bit of a pushover too, you could say. But Definitely, I believe he had a lot of favoritism for Hamilton. Uh, I mean, Hamilton just, I don't know, he impacted everyone. and Yeah, and I mean, you could, I mean, as we said before, Hamilton kind of sees him as a father figure, and it's it's shown that throughout the show, you know. He often refers to Hamilton as son, and, you know. Don't every, call me the, son. Yeah, yeah. And all the and Jefferson, you know, make fun of Hamilton, saying, "Hey, Daddy's calling," and all that stuff. They, I think, they really have a lot of mutual respect for each other. And then there's one last time, which, okay, you have this Hamilton Jefferson, you have this Hamilton Washington relationship. You can tell they care about each other, mm-hmm. but it's always somewhat professional. Yeah. Then you go one last time. You can see Hamilton starts to get a bit unraveled about terrified. I know he's of the terrified to think that his biggest supporters. Yeah, he's coming to a realization that Washington is not going to be around forever, and that he's not going to have someone who's there for him. Yeah. He's he realizes that at some point he's he's gonna be on his own. Because no matter how talented he's been, there's always been Washington there to back him in some to some extent. Mm-hmm. No matter how good his ideas are, without Washington, because if Jefferson or Burr become president, neither of them agree. Are exactly he's not going to get any of their support. So his voice is not going to be heard in Congress. It's not going to be heard by the American people. He's going to lose a lot of power without Washington. And I think I think the power aspect is definitely a part of it. But I think, I don't know. I don't know. You can see 
as John Adams becomes president, mm-hmm. he, he loses he loses he his grip on power. Hamilton go from this massive extent of power to he having to hide and stow away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his voice is no longer heard as much. And he constantly has to defend himself or attack John Adams in order to get some sort of attention. Yeah. It's just really odd. Okay, just to wrap these things up, any, like, closing thoughts on the show? Wait, we haven't talked about Burr. Wait, we didn't. (laughs) No. One of the most important characters, the often seen as um, antagonist. Burr is just a great character. I don't have, like, specific notes. I just agree with the things that happen. I don't know. It's it's weird, because if you didn't know the historical context of Hamilton, and you didn't know that Burr ends up killing Hamilton, you know, you wouldn't ever think until maybe around mid-act two, that he might not be the good guy. You know, because he's, he's, he's Hamilton's buddy. He's, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of like a mentor before Hamilton meets Washington. You know, he relies a lot on Burr for advice, for mentorship. It's almost like he's his, his big brother until, you know, the falling out and, you know, Hamilton gets shot and killed. Well, see, here's the interesting thing, right? Hamilton and Burr had very similar upbringings, very similar rises to power. And yet, for some unexplicable reason, they both did the same law school, all of that. They both fought in the war. They both had plans. They were both very high. They were both generals at one point. And for some unexplicable reason... Hamilton gets chosen to be Secretary of State or Secretary of Treasury. And Burr gets left behind. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it is jealousy that comes into play. You have to feel bad for Burr, though, because he's done the same thing. And for some reason, Hamilton gets pushed ahead and he doesn't. That's literally like the entire point of the room where it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he feels left out and he, he feels like his voice isn't being heard. And when you're in politics, that's obviously something that you want and you need to be heard if you want your career to survive. Yeah. And he obviously wanted to survive in a very competitive world. Yeah. Well, just so we don't go to, like, 50 minutes, I kind of want to get, like, thoughts and yeah. closing. Yeah, of course. Um. So, any, like, final ideas on the show? Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like anything you wanted to say earlier, but like couldn't uh, put in. I don't know. I think that for anyone who wants to get into theater, musical theater, Broadway, whatever it is, but like you never really actually listened to anything or seen anything. I think Hamilton is a really great place to start where I started, obviously, you know, it's it really introduces you to. A lot. It's a lot at once to take in, but it's a lot of good stuff to take in at once. You know, you learn a lot, and it's just very. It's it's a good soundtrack to listen to. The the music is very good. There there isn't a lot of bad stuff about it. The story's good. The actors are good. You know, it's something that's hard to dislike, in my opinion. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, 
I do have one final question, and then we'll figure out where we're going from here. But if you could say one thing to anyone, a reason for them to do theater, even just to, like, try to get into it or put any effort, or for someone who's in theater who's, like, unsure of their decision, do you have anything you'd like to say to them? Oh, definitely pursue your passion in theater if you have a passion for theater. If you have a passion for something, you have that passion for a reason. And it's important if you feel strongly about something to pursue it. Don't push it to the side. Just go with the flow. Be a I think that <laughs> You caught that, yeah. Not a bear. Yeah. It, That's the difference in the end. The difference between Hamilton and Burr, Hamilton's philosophy is to get their thought, his thoughts out there, whether or not people agree, at least they know how he's going to act. Yeah. Burr is all about staying quiet and being agreeable. Yes, definitely. The whole talk less, smile more concept. And that's where we, so we kind of wrapped where we started. Um. <laughs> It's been fantastic having you as a guest. Um, well, I've had a great time talking with you. I really hope we get to do this again. I have an idea in a couple weeks, like, to do maybe something with Pippin and having a few more people on here with us. Oh, that would be fun. But I'm definitely Wait. calling you back when we do Mary Poppins. <laughs> of course. Like, I can't not. Um, well, yeah, uh, would you like to share your social media or whatever? Um, sure. I have uh, Facebook, you know, Mary Sophia Hernandez. That's, you know, <laughs> an interesting thing. Me. And then my Instagram, one budgie, you know. Yeah. And so this Just is where we are. Post a lot of theater stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed. As always, I am Adam or Gabe, and I... This has been Hamilton. Um, we're definitely going to have Mary back because she's so fun to talk to. And also, <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you want to say something? Um, well, have a good night, everyone. Listen to Hamilton and um, don't don't stay up too late. Yeah, up it's late. not like we're but, at 11.15 recording this. <laughs> don't stay up too late unless you're listening to Hamilton. But even then, don't stay up too late. Yeah, well, I hope you guys all enjoyed. See you guys all in the next one. Well, you guys will hear me. I won't see you or anything like that. But yeah, consider following if you are new. And uh, you'll expect to get more posts like this. I wasn't, I didn't know if this was going to be like the 26-minute sponge or the 16-minute SpongeBob episode I did. Oh, oh, it's a bit longer than that. It's a 45-minute episode, which is fantastic. It just means we really enjoyed what we were talking about. I'll <laughs> see you guys all in the next one. Good day.